Here's our orbit slightly leaning, orbiting star. We find ways to give life meaning. Some might seem bizarre. Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and welcome back to iHeart Animation. Today we're talking about a show that I've been wanting to do for months, ever since it came out last year, Strange Planet. I've been a fan of Nathan W. Pyle's comics for years, and I was so excited to hear he was coming out with an animated series based on the comics. When I saw my friend Eli Sanza talking about the show online, I knew I had to get him on the podcast to talk about it together. I didn't take any notes because I thought it's probably just a quick one. And also, I didn't think there was going to be like an overarching story that we need to comment on. But the further I got in the show, I kept noticing things. I was like, maybe I should have been taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> and by the last episode, I was like, okay, something really is going on here, but I have no idea what. So I don't know if taking notes would have helped or not. Yeah. I mean, overall, I don't think we're selling that deep so i don't think we no. have to worry too much no probably not but it i was pleasantly surprised by how much was going on in the background yeah well i guess to start how familiar are you with the strange planet series like had you read the comics or the books or anything i was very very unfamiliar with the books like i like i learned about it as soon as i learned about the tv show like the reason why i was interested in the tv show is because it said that it was co-created by not only the person behind the comic which was nathan w pile but it was also co-created by dan Harmon, who was the guy behind the tv show's community and Rick and Morty, which were two shows that I was that I that I am a fan of. So, oh, okay, a new sci-fi series from Dan Harmon. Let me check this out. And then once I saw it, that was when I learned the backstory. And I and I actually learned about uh, I have friends who did read the comics, and when I told them about the show, they told me, "Oh, that's the comic." Like, and I then that was when I learned about it. And it was like apparently it's a web comic yeah that's what it started as he's done books now too but the comic is still going on okay yeah so yeah that was news to me yeah i've read the com the comic for i don't know how long i don't i don't know when he started it but i've i found it years ago at this point oh and i've got both of the main releases that he's done of just the comic books and i bought the kids book for my nephews that one was more like a picture book about the vibrating creature right right so you were a fan of this before the before you even knew about the animated series yeah i was excited about the animated series because i really liked the comics i thought it would be a cute idea for a show and i did i did kind of wonder what it would be like because like with the comics there really are no recurring characters it's just the beings and it's just the beings discovering things and talking about like it seems like it's mostly human type stuff but they discuss it in such like clinical terms like calling each other beings and 
nobody i don't think anybody has that's that's one problem that i've had with the show nobody has names really nobody is technically even gendered so it's hard to keep people apart and the only way i could keep them apart is by the voices (laughs) so that is one thing that i wondered about the comic books because like the comic books there are no specific characters it's just you're following the beings as they do things and it's it's more a commentary on humanity through the eyes of these beings yeah I sort of see a little bit of similarity with the comics in that because it kind of has a little bit of an anthology feel to it. When you go through the episodes, there isn't really, at least at first, isn't really a huge, consistent uh, set of characters or plot. Mm-hmm. It's, a lot of it is just different stories across different episodes and the and the thing you say about how the uh the characters are kind of um, by design uh genderless and nameless and are just all called beings yeah Mm -hmm. there is a very kind of um deceptively simple look and feel to the to the show that makes it seem like it might not be as deep as it is but it actually has a lot of interesting like points of view on life and like it had some kind of interesting lessons about life too and it was interesting because it's like it was kind of had a surprising amount of like emotion and depth to it yeah and i don't know how much of that i was expecting i figured it would be a little bit deep because like the comics do touch on some deep things at times, but briefly, because I mean, they're basically four panels. Like it's like a comic strip. So there's not, you can't get too deep, especially since it's not a recurring story. Like every issue or every comic is a different thought, if that makes sense. Right. So, yeah. So I said I've never read the comic. So maybe you can tell me, like, how how long are they? Do they do they is the longest ones four panels? I think so. Let me get my book. I'll flip through and see if I can find any that are longer. But usually it's like four panels. Yeah, that's interesting because you would think that that would be a challenge to to turn into a like a a, a TV series, and if if that's the case. Well, here's one that's eight panels. Some some of them are eight panels, like they cross over two pages. Okay. But still, it's not something where you would expect a long story out of. Yeah, that's still not like Lord of the Rings or anything. No, not at all. <laughs> no, I think what I was expecting is more of an anthology series. And for the most part, that is what we got. I wasn't expecting recurring cast recurring characters like i saw there's there's five people in the main cast and when i saw that and i saw that like they don't really get names i assumed that they were just going to be the same people playing different characters in different episodes but then a bunch of them kept coming back specifically danny pudi hannah einbinder and Lori tan chin they they have specific characters that are in at least half of the episodes and if they're not the focus of an episode they're like a side character but they're always there yeah i was a little bit confused by that when 
when I was watching it at first because I was okay, I was trying to figure out what kind of show this was as I was watching it, and I was and I at first I was thinking that it was an anthology and all the stories were had nothing to do with each other, and then like kind of as I settled on that as a as a description. I was starting to notice uh, this looks like a character that was in a previous episode. So I think it's like kind of a loose anthology that's kind of like, it's like they're not being strict about it. It's just, they're just like, if they, it feels like if they want to bring a character back, they're going to bring a character back and they're not like trying to fit it into like a neat box or anything. It's just, it's just like the whole series is just one universe and mm-hmm. in the characters all just exist in that universe and that's what it seems like they're doing but it seems like they're not really playing by any like uh kind of strict rules for the most part yeah it did come it came back to the restaurant more than i expected and it seems that they were like settling on that as like the main location for the series because well, I think there are other places that you would see more more than once, but like the restaurant is where Hannah Einbinder's character works. Lori Tanchin's character is the owner. Like it's it's hard to talk about them because they don't have names. So, like in my <laughs> head, I'm just thinking of them as the sound of their voice, which you can't. That's not something that you can speak. So I'm I'm having to refer to them by the voice actors' names. Yeah, <laughs> that that is the one thing that I. I, I can't say that I like about the show because I, I feel like they need names. It's it's really hard to talk about them. Yeah, that's, that's kind of similar to the complaint I have with the show, which is that I, overall I liked this because I found it like interesting and funny and I thought the stories were interesting and, and all that. But like if I had a complaint, I feel like the characters kind of it's they all kind of talk in a similar way they all kind of uh hard to distinguish from each other each other especially like you point out because they don't have names and that kind of is an important part of a tv series i feel like is the mm-hmm. is like kind of like connecting with the characters and that was a little hard to do because of those things mentioned it's like it's like overall i still enjoyed it but it didn't resonate with me as much as i would have liked it to because of that and especially since it was kind of like not really a, a consistent series of events with a recurring set of characters and it was kind of leaned towards anthology and and not to criticize the anthology genre but that is kind of like a genre of television that i have a hard time getting into anthologies i don't mind anthologies i don't watch a ton of them but like twilight zone i've watched a bunch of that and i like that style of a show oh i love the twilight zone so i don't have a problem with anthologies but this like this was and it wasn't an anthology yeah and if it had been a pure anthology i don't think i would have as much of an issue with nobody having a name because like with the books or the comics it doesn't matter that the characters don't have names because they're all basically just templates for jokes yeah and observations 
And I think that they did try to do that with these, but because the characters kept coming back and you started to like identify like with Danny Pudi's character and Laurie Tanchin and you liked them as a character, I feel like they needed a name so that you could have something more than the sound of their voice to latch on to, I guess. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's just hard to talk about them when you don't have much of a descriptor beyond the old lady that owns the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and for the most part, the idea behind the characters just kind of like being blank slates to deliver like humor, like that kind of works Mm-hmm. here in a, to an extent and and i gave the show a pass because of that because i'm not saying it's a bad show it's just it's, a, it's i like it it's just not as good as i thought it could be so i think it that helps the fact that the situations they're in are entertaining and the yeah. and it is a funny show i did i did laugh at it for what they're going for i really like it i think it's well written it's just the fact that the characters that come back don't have names that bother me. Yeah, I know. It's, me too. Me too. I kind of think that was a, mis- a little bit of a mistake, or maybe they could have handled that a little better. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's it would be up to them, but I don't know how else they could approach this. Because, like, I don't know the rules for this universe, whether or not the beings are even given names. Like, some of them are given nicknames. Like, the offspring have cute nicknames given by the life givers but it's the way they use them it's obviously not their actual name yeah and that's the only time the only way that anyone refers to anybody is usually by a cute nickname and it may be like once or twice or they'll have more than one nickname just like cutie or love or whatever yeah yeah yeah. but that's not really enough to differentiate people (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean this the, the my appreciation for the show was largely riding on the humor because I did yeah. find a lot of things about this that were funny. But my favorite thing about this show is kind of like how the characters talk because they don't talk like normal characters in TV shows. They have a very like idiosyncratic way of speaking mm-hmm. that is only a way of speaking that these species this species has and 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 some of the things that i laughed the hardest at were when they did things that were similar to how human beings do them but they described it in a yes. way that's very honest it's a they they are very honest in the way they talk which i loved because like the one of my favorite things was when they were drinking beer and they described it as mild poison and, and yes. which I, that was the funny part and another part i laughed at was um when they had a surprise party and everyone shouted and when they were surprising them we deceived you yes that, i love that i loved that I love that they call gummy bears gelatinous predators. <laughs> oh, I love that too. That was funny. That was funny. Yeah, see, this is the dialogue is kind of, is very funny. I, yes. I find. Yeah. Yes, they yeah. they nailed that from the book because the 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 comics, that's like the staple of the comics. That's why I love them so much. Is just the way they talk, the way they describe things. They make observations about things that we find normal, but 
when they talk about them in this way, you realize how ridiculous some things are. Like I'm just flipping through the book now and honey is described as plant liquid partially digested by insects and then stolen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. It's like, (laughs) they're like, that's what I mean when they're, they're honest and not just the description of things, but the way they describe how they're feeling and they just, they just say what they're thinking. Yes. Which I really love. Like the way you're making fun of me makes like makes me feel insecure and I'm going to walk out of the room now. It's like stuff like that. <laughs> yes. it's just, it's just, and it's all very human. Humans I like that too, but we just don't describe it out loud and that's what's so funny about it. Exactly. That's why I love the stories or the comics so much. That's what I like about the show as well because they yeah. capture that humor perfectly. Yeah. I, and you you get the feeling that maybe perhaps uh, the fact that Dan Harmon co-created the show with Nathan Pyle, uh, maybe Dan Harmon used his like uh, experience writing half hour comedies to like help expand the world and make and translate the comic to the, like animation. That would make sense. Yeah. Because yes, most of the comics, they're very short and they're mostly observations so he probably was very helpful in taking a bunch of similar ideas and then fleshing them out into a half hour episode yeah because that's the thing that happened a lot with adaptations like the like when like the comic book creator or the original book creator teams up with an experienced tv showrunner and they team up like and that's usually how it happens so i wouldn't be surprised if like that was the case i wouldn't be surprised if he's also the reason why there are characters that come back and have more of an arc yeah because as far as i remember it's been a while since i've read either of the books but as far as i remember there are no recurring characters like you can you can maybe think that some of the characters might be the same ones because they all look the same and maybe one is wearing a similar hat to another one or something. But as far as like the characters that we got to know that have like an arc, like Danny Pudi's character learning how to, I don't know, talk to the Hannah Einbinder character mm-hmm. and finally ask them out. Like that's, that's not something that you would have in the book at all. So I have a feeling that Dan Harmon helped flesh out a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Like, it couldn't just be a straight adaptation of the comic. Like, it probably wouldn't have worked. The way the comics are now, no. They would be more suited for, like, a five-minute YouTube video, maybe, at most. Probably one or two minutes. Right. And I kind of, maybe I understand why they would do that, because, like, even though the characters don't have names, like, when a character shows up, who I recognize from a previous episode, that kind of makes me pay attention a little bit more yeah. because because I oh I already like this character and now they're now they're getting into this new situation now let me now I'm more invested so mm-hmm. I can sort of see the benefit of that. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't have a problem with recurring characters. I just my main thing was that I wanted a name to go with a voice. Yeah, because <laughs> like the only person that I knew was Danny Pudi. 
Like I vaguely recognize Lori Tanchin. I'm not sure what I recognized her from, but I vaguely recognized her voice, but I wouldn't have recognized it without looking up who was in the show. Danny Pudi is the only voice that I instantly knew. I don't know who Hannah Einbinder is. Um, once in a while, there would be like a guest that I could pick out. Like Yvette Nicole Brown was in one. Janet Varney was in there. But otherwise, I would have to look up everybody and figure out who was voicing the character in order to differentiate them. How did you recognize Danny Pudi? Well, I know him mostly from DuckTales. Oh, that's right. So, oh, you, so you've heard his voice a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's done other things too, but I think DuckTales is probably the one that I've seen the most of with his voice. I don't know that I've ever seen a full episode of Community. That's one of the shows that I've been meaning to get to. I know he's in the show, but I wouldn't have recognized his voice from that. It was DuckTales right. mostly that I knew his voice from. Yeah, I didn't think you were a community fan, so that's why I asked. Uh, oh, but you said DuckTales, and that makes total sense. Yeah. Well, there's not much that I really feel like we should talk about in all the episodes, because for the most part, it is similar to the books in that it's a lot of observational humor, so there's not much to discuss. But I am kind of curious if you have any theories as to what's going on in the cliff under the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> um this 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 show was so um anthology-esque that it was kind of like hard for me to like really invest in anything that's happening with show. so i don't have any theories about <laughs> that like if you have one i would love to hear it but i don't I don't know that I do. I'm just curious as to where they're going to go. Because they had the the one episode where they found the machinery underneath that nobody recognized. And it seemed like they were going for like an extraterrestrial thing, even though they are, to us, they are extraterrestrials, but maybe extraterrestrial to them. Right. And then the, th the, the thing in the last episode with the pink gas pouring out of the cliff, it's like, what is going on here? <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like they were building up to something, but they're leaving it very vague. That was a kind of a strange cliffhanger because, like, yeah, I had no idea where it was going. I it just it just felt like, uh, are we getting a season two? That's 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 the only reaction I had because <laughs> yeah. I, I, no understanding what was happening. Just it felt like, oh, something is a, is something is happening. I just don't know what because mm -hmm. that was a very strange ending. Yeah, I hope there's a season two. I enjoyed the show, despite the fact that I had qualms about nobody getting a name. But I yeah. really liked the humor. I really liked the animation. It's a very chill show. It's not something that you, I don't know, you get like really emotionally invested in. It's just like you could watch it and chill out and have a nice time. Yeah, yeah, I've heard those, I've read reviews of the show that have said similar things about it. It's very chill. It's, it's kind of like, a, it's not a lot of emotional events it's not a big show it's a very small low stakes yeah show and there's nothing and i have no problems with shows like that it's like those are like those are great like they can be great and i would recommend this because i think it's it's it's, it's still good like i would probably if i had to like put a, a one out of ten rating to this which i do all the time to everything i watch so i can easily do that i would probably give it like a seven out of ten which is kind of why i say it's not bad but it's not 
excellent. It's like a solid like seven out of ten for me, which is which is a passable good. And that's what I feel like with this show is a good description. Yeah, I think I'm leaning about the same because I think if if I had gotten slightly more emotionally invested, it would have been higher. But there's nothing wrong with something being low stakes and chill. And I liked that about this. So yeah. it's nice to have a show like this that you don't have to like be chomping at the bit for more episodes. Like, yes, there was a sort of a cliffhanger, but it wasn't the kind of cliffhanger that's like, if they don't give me a season two, I'm going to die. Like, I've had shows that do that to me, and I hate that so much. So, oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's nice that this one is kind of low stakes and chill. And yeah, I'll be kind of disappointed if we don't get anything more from it, but it's okay to be 10 episodes too, because it was a good adaptation of the books and exactly what I wanted from an adaptation of the books with a little bit extra. So, yeah. And Dan Harmon has experience with humorous animated sci-fi because he made Rick and Morty, but Rick and Morty is an adult swim show and it is very, very TVMA rated. Mm -hmm. and, and this is similar to Rick and Morty in a way in, in, its, in the sharpness of its humor, but it's very, it's not at all like raunchy like Rick and Morty is. It's like, this is something I feel like kids could watch. So it's got the quality of humor that Rick and Morty has, but it's very, a uh, lot more, I don't know what the rating of the show is, but I feel very G-rated. I don't remember being like anything. I think it said PG, but I struggle to think what in it would have rated higher than a G. Yeah, yeah. It felt very mild. Before. Yeah. I, I guess I can see the comparison to Rick and Morty yeah. in the complexity of the humor, but this is a much nicer show than Rick and Morty. I like I I've never yeah. finished Rick and Morty. I've watched some of Rick and Morty, but it's not exactly for me. It's kind of mean spirited yeah. and raunchy and like I, I appreciate how smart it is. Like that's the one saving grace of Rick and Morty is oh yeah. It feels like it's written by a genius. Yes. <laughs> Which I do enjoy that about it. But I don't enjoy it enough to fully keep up with the show. Like I haven't watched it in years. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm the kind of person who can watch anything. I don't mind the raunchy humor. It's like, but it but I do like you, I do appreciate how smart it is. That's the main reason. I don't like raunchy shows because they're raunchy. I like I like this because it was smartly written. Mm -hmm. And that's similar. Mm -hmm. to a strange planet i feel and i kind of feel like that maybe where dan Harmon's like expertise kind of helped strange planet yeah both sharp both feel like smartly written both very funny mm -hmm. yeah and both emotional rick and morty has kind of a lot of like emotional a surprising amount of emotion too so i feel like that also kind of translated i guess so I guess anger counts as an emotion. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of anger in Rick and Morty. <laughs> Rick and Morty, yeah. You you kind of have to look past a lot of stuff about Rick and Morty in order to see the intelligence. Like, it, you have to have a, like, a high tolerance for a lot of, like, uh, you know, it's a very, the characters are very unlikable in Rick and Morty. So you have to yes. be able to get past that. Yes. Yeah, they're very unlikable. I agree. I agree. By design, but, yeah. it's it's not like they're trying to make likable characters. And they're not by design. They yeah. are unlikable characters. 
yeah 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 the the, I, the the writers of rick and morty know what they're doing i think yeah. they're very smart but yeah. yeah but you just but it's just it's just it's not a show for everybody that's all yeah definitely but i appreciate that they took that smart humor and made a show that could be for everybody with strange planet yeah yeah i could i would fully recommend this like try it just watch the first episode and see how you feel like because i feel like you might like this and you might think it's funny and it's not like any other show i've ever seen i don't i no. feel like strange play yeah. is very one of a kind very one of a kind show yeah definitely it, it has its own flavor its own style its own sense of humor that's very like it's very based on the books that it came out of like that style of humor is definitely from the original source material and it translated to tv very well yeah Agreed. Not that I've read the comics, but from what I've heard, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that's probably all I've got to say. Like I said, I I didn't want to do like a full deep dive. I'm gonna try and like I wanna do more shows this year and I don't I'm gonna try and stay away from doing like full deep dives into them. I just mainly wanna talk about the shows in general. Yeah, you know what? I appreciate that because, you know, I love it when these podcasts are short. <laughs> As an editor, I do too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we'll close this one out. Until the next time, do you want to let people know where they can find you if they want more from you? Yeah, you, I'm mostly on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me there uh, at ejunkie2014 and my blog where I go deeper into subjects with way more paragraphs uh, is Entertainment Junkie Blog, and you can find that at ejunkieblog.com. Okay. Well, we will talk to you next time. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for listening to iHeart Animation. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe and follow my co-hosts as well. My link tree and all of our links will be in the description below. If you want more of my content, all my podcasts are available on YouTube as well as most podcast platforms. If you enjoyed this show, check out one of the other podcasts or check out my Patreon for bonus and extended episodes you won't find anywhere else. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode, so thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.